Hello, everybody, and a very pleasant good evening to you, wherever you may be. Welcome to episode 26 of the He Hit the Bull podcast, recorded here the night of October 17th, 2017, and your Dodgers have taken a commanding 3-0 lead in the NLCS. As always, I'm your host, Matt Sadin. Joining me tonight is Max Blaha. Hey, Max. Matthew, we are one game away from the World Series. I, uh... I can easily say that I've never I've never felt this way before. I've never it, felt this it's way. It's never happened. Yeah. And quite frankly, I expected to be right here, and it's, it still feels weird. <sighs> so this week, we're going to do a week in review, NLCS game-by-game breakdown, the Blaha stat of the week, a little quick preview of game four, and get out of here feeling really good. So let's get to it. Since we last recorded, the Dodgers have absolutely laid the hammer down on the Cubbies and have taken a commanding 3-0 lead in the NLCS. They've got an eight-game win streak dating back to the regular season, and we've really done it on both sides of the ball. Offensively, the Dodgers have outscored their opponents 35-15 in the playoffs. Bats are really, really getting it done. Max, what about our pitching staff? Uh, So the starters have looked good, but the real standout has definitely been the bullpen. Uh, They started off the Cubs pitching a nine-inning no-hitter through the first four games. Uh, that's pretty good. Yeah, that's Before good. Avila's hit off a stripling, uh, who we'll get into later, they were 0 for 29. That was great. That's uh, awesome. If you compare the Dodgers' bullpen with the Cubs' bullpen this this postseason, the Cubs are have 20 innings pitched, 24 hits, 23 walks. The Dodgers, 22 innings pitched, 10 hits, 2 walks. Stark difference. That's really, really great. And, I mean, the big thing here is going into Game 4, the Dodgers have thrown nearly 500 fewer playoff stressful pitches than the Cubs have. 628 for the Cub- for the Dodgers and 1,125 for the Cubbies. Yeah, they just look gassed. And one thing to note is it's that, uh, that iconic, like, Craig Krimbrell who's just uh, – in the bullpen, just like waiting to come in. That's that's what Wade Davis is right now. Yeah, exactly. If we can go this series without having to uh, see Wade Davis, yeah, that would be good. Yeah, one, I'll take it. And then two, that's a complete indictment on Joe Madden and his bullpen management. We're going to get into that, especially when we go through game two. Uh, but right now, it's clearly advantage Dodgers, obviously. Uh, but it's a, it's a deserved 3-0, and we look by far the better team. Obviously, this is a much better team than we were last year when the Cubs beat us. Uh, and it's really, really shown through the first three games. So, that said, those are the overall stats. Let's get into it, game by game breakdown. Hey, bada 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 bada, so win, bada. Hey, bada 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 bada, so win, bada. Kennedy, 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 so win, bada. Game one for the Dodgers ended up being a 5-2 win. Uh, big news for this going into it before the game even started. Corey Seager not in the NLCS roster. Charlie Culberson is placing him. Max, how uh, how are you feeling at that point? I woke up to a flurry of texts just saying, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit. Uh, and, yeah, I was pretty panicked. It's uh, Going into the series, I knew we were the favorites, but without Corey Seager, it's, uh, it's definitely more of an even draw. And luckily, Charlie Culberson has turned into Corey Seager in some regards. So. Yeah, that's that's been really, really nice to see. I mean, I was... Yeah, very obviously very nervous, wondering what they're going to do with the lineup, especially with the two hole. Uh, but you know, you do know Culberson has good glove up the middle, but no one expected what uh, what he's done so far this, this postseason. Honestly, been like kind of like in contention for NLCS MVP, which is hilarious. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I don't know if he gets an RBI for that 
uh, that cross up that Contreras just got nailed in tonight. But, yeah, uh, probably not, but he definitely should in my book, you know? Yeah. But uh, uh, Charlie Culberson does have more extra base hits than Rizzo and uh, Bryant combined so far this this series. Yeah, so. that, that'll do. So, yeah, game, getting back to specifically game one, Kershaw out there feeling good with him on the mound. Didn't have his best stuff, but he was still effective. Um, you know, I, I loved watching him out there competing, but it was clear Slider really wasn't biting. Slider wasn't there. Fastball control wasn't there. When it got to the spot in the bottom of the fifth where you get, you have a chance to score in a tight game and Kershaw is really not locked on, you got a, a super rested bullpen. Uh, yeah, you, you don't want to take Kershaw out for Kyle Farmer, but it, I thought it was the right move. I thought so too, and, and it was really like a big uh, growing moment for Dave Roberts. You know, like, hey, Kersh, you don't have to do this all year on your own. Like every year you would only have. He's not on short rest this time in the NLCS. Take him out, let the bullpen throw, and let the boys and let the bats get alive. And that's exactly what happened. So, speaking of bats, Yasiel Puig has turned in a phenomenal series. His game one was, was excellent. Two for four, double, home run, bat flip and singles, bat flip and doubles, just an absolute beast. Uh, Max, what are, your, what are your thoughts on Yasiel Puig? Uh, the way that he's just battling through these at-bats right now, where he's not chasing that like 2-2 slider, 2-2 curveball. He's staying in on every single fastball. And I think besides uh, besides a couple of bats tonight, I think he was – there's not an at-bat where he just hasn't looked locked in. Yeah, that's true. Uh, and I think like his hardest hit of the ball was probably was probably tonight when he hit it right off the ivy. So. Yeah. yeah, he's looking really, really good out there. And, I mean, he's taking a ton of pitches. He's taking his walks. I mean, overall, he's just been an absolute monster for us. Outside of Justin Turner, I think he's, he's our MVP of the series. Um, and, yeah, it's just really, really true. Before, especially last year, the few last, last few years in the playoffs, one high up-and-in fastball would get him off his game for the entire game. He'd be playing in, like, rage mode. Yep. And now he just settles down, takes a step outside the box, gets back, gets locked in, looks at that slider in the dirt that he knows is coming, and gets right back in there and bangs doubles off the wall. So Puig's looking really, really good. Biggest thing in the game one win uh, was the seventh inning controversy, uh, the play at the plate. Uh, Culberson starred in this drama for sure. Uh, he was on second base, base hit to left field. Uh, Contreras gets called for blocking the plate. He catches the ball, sticks his leg out right in the way of the home plate, which correctly was called. Uh, he, Culberson was ruled out. Uh, they went to review. This was a correct implementation of the Buster Posey rule, in my, in my opinion. Yeah, uh, this is where the, the Giants are actually helping the Dodgers. But I thought it was totally overblown, as you said, Matt. Uh, it was the correct interpretation of the rule. The whole point of the rule isn't so is so Culberson just doesn't run him over and breaks his leg. Exactly. So yeah, the, he uh, the Contreras made a fantastic play. Like uh, very very athletic, very very uh, well done. But I kind of hate that the attention of the game was on that one play. The Dodgers already had like a ninety one percent win probability. Yep. They were already up by two. Kenley Jansen was coming into the game like it was really a non-factor and it just gave something like uh, yeah to for an excuse for the Cubs yeah you know I think it did overshadow a little bit how dominant the Dodgers were in that game uh, Joe Madden got ejected uh, for arguing that call and they, they asked him about it post game and he really said he's like yeah I knew it was the right call and I wasn't actually mad at the umpires on the field because all they're doing is listening to the guys yeah. in New York where the MLB's replay studio is but basically he wanted to show he was like stepping up for his guys which you know, more power to you. Go for it, Joe. But it was cool to watch him get run at Dodger Stadium. And, you know, the reason they were in that in that position is Kershaw pulled after five. The bullpen threw four scoreless innings. Singrani, Maeda, Morrow, Watson, Jansen, 
absolutely shut the door on the Cubs. They had no chance. Absolutely lights out. Game one in the books, one nothing Dodgers. Feeling really good at that point. Game two, give it to me. Game two, 4-1 win for the boys. Rich Hill was dominant. Psycho Rich, Big Dick Rich, he had it dialed. His curveball was absolutely spinning. Went five innings, three hits, one run. You know, those those 89 mile an hour fastballs when he misses, they're probably going to get it out of the ballpark. Russell put one in the left field. Uh, but he had eight Ks. He looked absolutely locked in. Yeah, I think uh, Rich Hill was great. The bullpen was great. But the big thing in, the, in what everyone's going to remember is... Probably Charlie Culberson looking really good at the play, right? No, it's Drew Madden not using Wade Davis. <laughs> and yeah. uh, Justin Turner hitting an 0-1 fastball 420 feet into uh, the glove of a Dodgers fan in center field. So That was absolutely electric. As Joe Davis would say, absolute madness at Dodger Stadium. Had a lot of friends at that game, which was really cool. And everyone was like, you know, talking to them after the game. Never have heard that place louder. Every beat writer was saying the exact same thing. Dodger fans really brought it. And Justin Turner, captain, really stepping up in a clutch moment. I mean, there was no doubt in my mind that he was going to win that game for us. It was really just how was he going to do it. And watching John Lackey run out there, and oh my God, he made Pedro Baez look like he was running in fast forward. At one point, his at bat to uh, his at bat to Chris Taylor. Chris Taylor drew a three-two, uh, three-two walk. It was six pitches, and it took John Lackey literally five minutes to throw six pitches and walk Chris Taylor with no pickoffs to second base. It was unbelievable inefficiency. It was so brutal to watch. I don't think he even looked at second base. I think he was just like looking at the reflection from his veneers oh to God. check if the yeah. guy was getting too big of a lead at second. That mouth-breathing hillbilly. I hate that dude, and it was so good to see. But, Max, can we talk a little bit about why he was even in that game instead of Wade Davis, like you said? So, uh, Joe Madden didn't want to – it was saving Wade Davis. And it was for from him, it was for two reasons. One, Wade Davis threw, like, two and a third innings three days before and threw a billion pitches – um, but two, he was waiting for a save situation to put his closer in, right. which is complete craziness when you're going into the top of the Dodgers order and then for a chance for them to win the game. In that, in that spot, you just want to extend the game and get it to a point where you can get your offense back up. And that didn't happen. Right. If you can only have Wade Davis for one inning, like, God, you would be lucky to get out of that and only ha- and have him pitch his one inning and then have to make the decision to go on from there. The fact that he, that Joe Madden, who, you know, he gets a lot of credit and a lot of it is deserved for being such a progressive, good manager, great players guy. But the fact that this guy, this new school guy that gets all these plaudits is still managing to an old school stat like the save and the win. Like, come on. That yeah. was absolutely brutal. He got absolutely roasted and it was super well deserved. Honestly, the Dodgers could get out of this series, like you said earlier, without having to face Wade Davis once, and he is, without a doubt, the best pitcher on the Chicago Cubs roster. If you can't find a way to throw him for at least one inning in, in the first three games, are you kidding me? Absolute mismanagement, and it was like it was so great to see us capitalize on it. Yeah, so does he? Does Wade Davis start game four then? <laughs> God, I mean, if you're Brian Kenny, you want him to. <laughs> uh, but look, let's not overshadow it. Justin Turner stepping up with that three-run bomb oh, yeah. on the 29th anniversary of Kirk Gibson's home run from 1988. I mean, that was just – it was electric. Yeah, I love there's a quote afterwards where Justin Turner said he 
thought about doing the Gibson fist pump. Yeah. Uh, but he's like, no, nah, I'll save that for the World Series. So, I love that. Yeah, you got it. So cool. And, you know, Turner's a guy from L.A., and, and after the game, he was talking about how cool it was because he was, you know, he remembered that home run. He was, like, a, a three-year-old in his grandmother's living room, like, watching that game with her. Just, like, you know, for all of us that have grown up as Dodger fans, I think that definitely hit right in the heart of just, like, man, he's just like me. He's out there, like, he's been a lifelong Dodger fan just like us, and he's out there actually doing it. It was so cool to see. True captain's effort from the guy. And, yeah, absolutely gave us a ton of momentum. Everyone's feeling good right into game three. So game three tonight, we're fired up about it. You Darvish, Kyle Hendricks, the Cubs ace, ends up with a 6-1 win for the boys. Uh, game didn't start out great. Schwarber got a home run with a big bat flip. Uh, but then, you know, as we got down here, donuts for the next eight innings. Darvish, Darvish absolutely shut the door. Yeah, not only was it like a Schwarber home run and then Rizzo got on and then Contreras hits a a liner to right field and does a bat flip. And I think, I don't know if it, it was a bat flip because he definitely hit it right on the screws, but it looked like it was kind of like a... Like an F, FU bat flip. Yeah, FU to Puig and yeah. Uh, after, yeah, so... I love it. Puig's in, their, Puig's in their head. It's so great. Normally everyone's getting Puig's head in the postseason and here he is cooking eggs in the defending champs kitchen. It's so great to see. Yeah, but it, it was you Darvish's night. Not only did he throw six and a third of, of one run ball, uh, but he probably had the most defining at bat of the game. Can you walk me through it? Yes, absolutely. So, and what's become a theme in this series, tonight's Cubs bullpen implosion was brought to you courtesy of Carl Edwards Jr. Uh, The Dodgers got the bases loaded and couldn't come through uh, with one out. So there's two outs, and at this point... They're up by two. Yeah, we're up two. This is a a crucial inning, and, you know, we're all... I mean, Darvish was dealing, but you you thought that right here is where you you put the pedal down. Roberts pulls Granderson back and sends Darvish up there to hit for himself. And it's just, it seems like you're just capitulating and rolling over and just like, hey, cool, we'll just let him run out there. He gets up there and pulls all the little league shenanigans that you could possibly have. He's standing right over the plate like Anthony Rizzo, dangling his bat in front of the zone, doing fake swings as Edward is warming up. And he misses on four straight pitches up. He just couldn't find his fastball. And you, Darvish, who can't hit it a lick, even the announcers are just like, just throw it down the middle. Like, he's not going to swing. It's unbelievable. Well, it was crazy. I thought I thought uh, the TBS announcers have been bad, but I did think they made a really good point of, okay, your catcher goes out there, and then your coach goes out there. You're just putting more pressure on the guy. Just right. let him go, and, like, he's just got to throw it down the cock three times. Right, so. exactly. So that was, I mean, that was unbelievable. And just... Even at, on the fourth pitch, like it was almost clear, like you Darvish didn't even know what to do. Yeah, it's like oh, that's four ball. Oh, yeah, yeah. I go he to first bat base. flipped. He yeah. bat flipped a walk. Yeah, he bat flipped a walk through a big fist pump. That was awesome. But yeah, you has been electric this postseason. Eleven and a third, two runs, fourteen Ks, and only one walk. He has been even better than we could have expected when we when we dealt for him at the trade deadline. Huge acquisition, and he's really he's really coming up big. It's awesome. But yeah, I mean. I even said it there at that point when when he, when Dave Roberts sent Darvish up to hit, he went from goat to goat when Darvish actually drew that walk. It was amazing. Yeah, like definitely uh, Doc has been has been nails, but we're getting we're getting the calls and in, in the plays that like we just wouldn't have gotten in years past. Yeah, it's our year. Yeah, like it's you get year. a you get a. a a drop third strike that scores a run. You get Rizzo making an error. Yeah. Uh, you have the the Cubs with second and third in the ninth inning, and they can't even play them because you know why? Yeah. Because Kenley Jansen has continued to be absolutely electric. Yeah, he's been unbelievable. And yeah, like and like you're saying, 
the players are executing out there, and, and like we've said all year, you know, your players make your manager look like a genius or a dingus. And Ooh, and this year, like the Dodgers players are executing in the spots that they're supposed to be. It's because obviously they're well prepared. They know their roles. Roberts has prepared them for that. But at the end of the day, if Darvish doesn't come through with a hit and then gets shelled the next inning, we are absolutely crucifying Dave Roberts here. But we're not because they came through and they stepped up when it mattered. And that was awesome to see. Also, one other aside, I absolutely live for the reaction shots of a disappointed Joe Madden in the Cubs dugout. I feel like his, his glasses, the uh, the strength of them just got higher and higher throughout the game. <laughs> just thicker and thicker. Oh, my God. I was like, like, I wear very thick glasses, and, like, he made my glasses look like. Yeah. It was, yeah. It's been so good. So, Dodgers have looked absolutely stellar in game three. Uh, one thing we said before this game, too, was like, hey, we can't get cockier. we got to look at what's happened with the Astros and the Yankees over in the AL. Astros took a dominant 2-0 lead to New York from Houston. And they've kind of just rolled over. Their bullpen has imploded in New York in the first two games. And the Yankees have tied that series up 2-2. So, yes, we're up 3-0. It's a commanding lead. But we got to keep the pedal to the metal. And I think that's what you saw with uh, Dave bringing Kenley uh, when they had second and third um, tonight. Just like, hey, let's close this thing up. Let's get it out of here. And let's roll to the next game. Yeah, I know bullpen usage was a little bit of a, a hot topic. Like, you take Brandon Morrow. I thought it was the correct call to bring in Morrow there in the eighth. You're going through their one, two, three guys. Yep. Get them through it, uh, and then yes, you have a five-run lead, and you don't want to have to use Kenley there. Uh, Stripling first postseason appearance didn't look great. Gave up a, a single and then a double. Uh, so yeah, you go Kenley there. Shut the door. You're up three-zero. You have a ninety-six percent chance of winning this series. Yeah. Uh, take the win when you get it, and don't let the momentum kick back over. Yeah, exactly. Don't let them cash in a few yeah. runs and feel good against the bullpen. Um, uh, yeah, obviously the correct decision to run Stripling out there. Would have loved to have to not have to throw Kenley, but hey, we got Kenley. Let's get him out there. Yeah. Let's close the door and let's go to game four. Who, who knows what's going to happen tomorrow? Maybe we win 8-0. Maybe you lose 8-0. You don't even need him anyway. So. Exactly. Exactly. So speaking of game four, uh, before we get there, Max, any other thoughts on the first three games of this series you want to touch on? Um, the bullpen, man. I just I, I can't get over the two-tones. Like The yeah. two-tones have just been... It, it, let's just go take a step back. The trade line, uh, the trade, the trade deadline acquisitions, all like, are coming up. All huge. are coming up huge. Friedman, Zaidi are just killing it. Yeah, absolutely great. So Dodgers looking good. All the guys we acquired are doing what they need to do. And, oh, and Ethier so, hit a home run tonight. Come oh on. yeah, Ethier. Ethier starts. Yeah, I think that's a, a huge play of the game. Schwarber goes. Uh, makes it 1-0, and then Ethier right, right back up. Right. Yeah. I mean, that guy, Ethier's had 54 at-bats in the regular season in the last two years. Two years. And he comes up in, the, in, his, in his first at-bat tonight with a bomb. It was awesome. Chris Taylor, uh, a bomb in the second. I call yeah, it Chris I can't Taylor. believe we haven't even mentioned Chris Taylor yet. I called a Chris Taylor leadoff home run. I'll take it in his second A-B. Uh, another triple, just absolutely setting the tone at the top of the lineup. We're firing on all cylinders, so hopefully game four we can roll and shut this thing out. Speaking of game four, we've got Alex Wood versus Jake Arrieta. Big thing here, Arrieta hasn't had a great year, but is a big game pitcher, so I am a little he nervous about it. second him. half, too. Yeah. But the big thing here is Alex Wood. Rested or rusty? Um, I think everyone we've talked about it so much as velocity was dipping. 
I think he's rested and ready to go. Yeah. Uh, if we get five innings out of him, it's been a winning formula for us so far. Uh, so, yeah, so I think get five innings, get get to Jake Arrieta early and get to that really shitty Cubs pen. Uh, I'd love to see Carl Edwards Jr. and Mike Montgomery. And, oh, yeah. if we can see Lackey one more time. Oh, oh. please, that would really cap it off. Yeah, I think, I mean, honestly, I, I would presume that the plan for Alex Wood is to hope to get through four innings with him and then get, turn it over to the bullpen with a lead. Yeah, they, we didn't see Maeda tonight, so yeah. you, get, you can get two innings out of him. Yeah, and uh, that's the one thing I was worried about with Maeda warming up a little bit tonight was yeah. I don't know if we can trust him two days in a row because he's never done it. Um, and so I'm not sure what Roberts' thoughts are on that, if Maeda can actually do that or not. The fact we didn't use him tonight bodes really well for him going tomorrow. Maybe you get four out of Wood, a couple out of Maeda, and then you're into the late innings with your with your shutdown guys, the two tones, uh, Moro, and obviously King Kenley. Yeah, I think a big key to the game tomorrow is going to be the amount of ground ball outs that Alex Wood can get. I don't. I uh, it'd be great if he throws up 10 Ks, but I'd rather much see a, a very high, high gra- uh, ground ball to fly ball ratio, yep. especially with how the ball was flying in the in the wind in Chicago. So. Uh, keep the ball on the ground, and, and that's your formula to win. Yeah, I'm really excited to see what Alex Wood looks like in the, in the playoffs. I know he's amped up to start. He didn't get obviously didn't get a run out in the NLDS, which all good according to plan. Uh, but let's see what he's got. I'm excited to see him out there. And if he doesn't have it, it's okay. We got a three-one series lead, but let's shut the door tomorrow, huh? Yeah, Wood in the hood. Exactly. Yeah, Wood in the hood. Oh my God, the TBS crew is so brutal. All right, ladies and gentlemen, now's the time you've all been waiting for the Blaha stat of the week. All right, so with the Dodgers taking the 3-0 series lead, let's take a look back into history and see how other teams have done with this. Let's do it. 29 of the 36 teams in postseason history have had a 3-0 lead in a best-of-seven series have gone on to sweep. 35 out of the 36 have won the series, and we all know that one team, or that one team who... uh, yeah, who overcame that deficit? Dave Roberts, uh, Boston Red Sox. So if anyone's going to be preaching to, to finish him off, it's it's going to be him. Yeah, it's going to be Dr. I mean, I will say uh, that was another great baseball moment today. The oh. uh, the Reds. So today was the anniversary of that steal from Dave Roberts, and the Red Sox tweeted out, "Oh man, today should be a national holiday. Like, what a great play or whatever." And the Yankees just immediately retweeted it with, uh, "Actually, not for us. Sorry, we're working today." And it was just absolutely vicious. Yeah. It also in that in that same vein is you uh, Darvis just realized that Dave, Dave Roberts' as coach is the same Dave Roberts who had that steal in, in that big game. So that's amazing. Yeah. I love it. I love this team. Uh, day, the the day of you. So yeah, a few yeah a few things just take us out of here. Dodgers are looking really good. Got great starting pitching all through the postseason. Hoping that continues tomorrow with Wood. Bullpens look great. We got to keep that up. Keep the ball on the ground and get the bats alive tomorrow and shut the door on this thing. Let's go to a World Series, LA. I can't wait, guys. If if we can get to the World Series without Corey Seager in NLCS, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, and you got to feel too. If if we can get through this, one that's more rest for Seager that he gets, yeah. and I think there's. There's not a lot of doubt to, to me that he'll be back. It does seem like his back is getting better. He was doing plyometrics today. Oh, nice. Yeah, nice. good. All right, that's that's good. You need your back for that. Yeah, he's uh, and he switched to a Casper bed, so I, oh. I heard that's supposed to help. Nice, that's good. I just hope he got uh, Cody Bellinger's discount code. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen. Well, as always, thanks for joining us here on He Hit the Bull podcast. Signing off for episode twenty six. As always, give us a follow on iTunes or SoundCloud. Fresh episodes. 
as we go. We're in playoff schedule, so we're kind of a little TBD. We'll let you know on Twitter, and you can follow us there at He Hit the Bull Pod or shoot us mailbag. One questions. win, one win, one win, one win, one win, one win. All right, thanks and go Dodgers. Go Dodgers. When I wake up, well I know I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be the man who wakes up next to you. When I go out. Yeah, I know I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be the man who goes along with you. If I get drunk, well I know I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be the man who gets drunk next to you. And if I haver, yeah I know I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be the man who's havering to you. But I will walk five hundred.